911, what's the nature of your emergency? We are live. Good morning, police, fire, military, and families, and to everybody listening in on the Tactical Living podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, and I'm joined with my friend, Mr. Josh McKay. Josh, how are you? Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Josh, you and I were talking a little bit, a little bit about the weather, a little bit about you hanging out in your truck right now, and I just want to thank you so much because apart from my husband, you are the very first face that I get to see this morning, and I am just super fortunate to be able to share time with you, so I just want to start off by telling you that I am incredibly thankful. Thank you. Yeah, same here. Thank you. So, Josh, can you just tell us a little bit about who you are and some of your backstory? Sure. So I was born and raised in North Carolina, a small town called Hendersonville, which is just south of Asheville, north of Spartanburg. Um, what really puts us on the map is the Blue Ridge Mountains. And then a tiny little house called the Biltmore House. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of that place, um, but it's pretty much in my backyard. Um, I'm a third generation Marine. Uh, my grandfather was in during the Korean War, and then my father was in during the Gulf War. And then I joined about 2004, into um, 2004. Um, and then also my sister is a Marine or was in the Marines as well. My brother was in the Navy. We grew up in a, you know, typical farm uh, household, dairy farm, uh, small Christian school we went to, uh, very religious. And uh, so, yeah, a lot of, you know, a lot of things happened uh, during my life growing up that kind of directed me towards the Marine Corps, other than obviously my father and grandfather being in. So, Do you mind talking about um, maybe some of those struggles that you went through before you decided to join the Marines? Yeah. So um, about, I think my, my brother's about four years younger than I am. And not long after he was born, my mother was diagnosed with brain cancer. And unfortunately passed away um, about eight or nine years old. And um, so that was a, a bit of a struggle um, during those years, you know, because we're so young. We don't really, you know, you're so malleable, you know what I mean? And um, being that my father was a, as a, was a cop during the time, too, made it even more difficult um, for him because, you know, he still had to work and, and raise three kids at the same time. So that was a big dramatic point in my life growing up um, that had a lot of effect, uh, you know, that I'm still dealing with today. Yeah, thank, thank you for sharing that and thank you for your service and good morning to everybody tuning in. So what actually led you to make that decision then, Josh, leading up to the moments before you joined the Marines? So, you know, I mentioned that I went to a small private school and, uh, you know, a lot of times these, these smaller schools don't have, uh, you know, the best uh, support for the the, uh, the students. And I had some learning disabilities uh, growing up that I dealt with. And uh, so I, uh, you know, I struggled in, in school, I struggled with uh, relationships um, and all the all the sort. Um, and I got involved with the wrong people to be quite honest, dropped out of high school and was carrying on a crazy life of partying and drugs and everything else you could, you could imagine going from, you know, being locked up in a sense, in a, in a very strict, um, 
lifestyle with my parents, you know, to this freedom of being able to do whatever I wanted. I wanted to experience everything. And so I did. And um, thank God I had an awakening moment. I can't pinpoint that moment, but I remember thinking to myself, if I continue this lifestyle down this road, I'm going to be stuck here forever. And, you know, I just, I've watched so many friends suffering from, you know, uh, addictions and, and, uh, you know, everything that goes with that stuff. And so, you know, growing up, listening to stories about boot camp and the Marine Corps from my grandfather and my father just made sense to me. So I managed to get in, um, uh, actually in the end of 2003 is when I, I went out to boot camp in November, um, which was a struggle. I had to get all kinds of waivers and everything else you could imagine. Uh, being a high school dropout and and having that crazy lifestyle that I had. Um, but about a year in, about a year of waiting time, I finally left for boot camp. How did your dad feel when you decided to join? I finally had a purpose. It was the biggest thing for me. Um, I was so lost, uh, you know, after I, I moved out and and uh, really didn't have uh, a good, well, to be honest, you know, in, in the early years, I don't know about how, what your experience was with your family or, or growing up with your parents, but, you know, 17, 18 year old, we don't listen, you know, to our parents. And um, so it was, it was pretty awesome to, to go into something and have that brotherhood with my father, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's really special. So you, you lost your mom at such a young age and in the comments, sorry to hear about your loss. It, it couldn't have been easy having to deal with that for you, your dad, or your brother and sister. And um, in your teen years, it led you to kind of live a, an exciting life and explore some of the things that life has to offer. Some maybe good, some maybe bad. And then you decide to join the Marines and you found your purpose. So when you did join the Marines and you're enlisted, can you talk a little bit about how that changed you? Sure. It, it, I tell people it was the greatest time of my life and the worst time of my life, you know? Um, so I joined in, went infantry, 03XX. So basically I had, uh, I know I was going to be an infantry guy. I just didn't know what specific job I was going to have. Um, and there's a great opportunity to take, uh, the recon in doc, um, and SOI, which is school of infantry passed it and went on to ARS. Unfortunately, didn't make it through, but failed, but, um, you know, really ch challenged me big time, uh, physically, mentally, um, even though the majority of the time I wasn't ready <laughs> to be challenged, uh, kind of was just in it, you know what I mean? Um, but, uh, you know, typical crazy stories, uh, from boot camp. the same, you know, I'm sure everybody's heard the same stories, but, um, I kind of lost track. Where were we at with that question? Just how did it shape and mold you after joining the Marines? It, it really installed a, a, a sense of, you know, we live in a, a, a crazy time today um, with people like what we call ourselves sheepdogs, right? Where we have a responsibility in this world as the men and women who are, are you know, put on this earth to protect people. And, uh, 
you know, that's kind of where that's the biggest thing that I got out of that was, you know, the world is a lot bigger than who we are. Mm -hmm. Right. And there's a lot of lost searching people out there and without a purpose, um, it's easy to get sucked into that, you know, lost world. Yeah. And, uh, so, you know, that was the biggest thing that I, I, I gained from that was now it took me some time afterwards to realize just how important a purpose is. But, um, I think that was the biggest thing I got out of it was the mindset of, of having a purpose bigger than yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I, that's super important. And that's, that's something that a lot of people don't come to the realization of easily. So once you did come to that realization and when things were done, when did you leave the Marines? When did you get home? So I got, got out in 2008. Mm -hmm. Um, not in the greatest of circumstances. I was a bit of a, a hellion still, despite, uh, all that. And, um, I actually got out no job planning, no money saved up. I had, uh, pretty much lived like a Superman in a sense, um, on the battlefield on the weekends. I had gotten into a little bit of trouble, got a, some speeding tickets and lost my license. So I had set myself up for failure and, uh, I spent about a year going from couch to couch lost once again, you know, um, looking back, I had lost, I had put so much of my identity in being a Marine and being a veteran or being, um, active duties, you know, um, soldier. And when that was, you know, my, that chapter had ended, um, man, I, I, I fell in depression like I said, I went from couch to couch to couch uh, for a good year afterwards. And, um, you know, thank God for, for um, organizations, nonprofits, and fellow veterans out there, law enforcement included, um, that, you know, want to reach out and help people. Because if it wasn't for those guys, man, I, I, there's no telling where I'd be. I'd be in a ditch somewhere, drunk probably, or worse, you know, not here. So we know where you're at right now and we'll get to that in a second, but what was that journey like for you when, when you were at that rock bottom and then you found your way out of it? How did you? So fitness has always been a part of my life, uh, in, in the military, you know, PT every day. Um, and I really, so that's where the bodybuilding comes into play, where it came down to, I had a good friend of mine, army recruiter. We actually became roommates and he always worked out every day. And because I didn't have a license, he would take me to the gym every single day um, on his lunch break. And we'd work out together um, and, you know, talk and, and just get through life. You know what I mean? And he was just there. He wasn't more, he wasn't really a mentor in a sense, um, more of just a friend. And so it came down to, you know, the drinking had to stop because it was affecting my performance in the gym and the performance in the gym became more important to me than, um, you know, having a good time. 
which I mean, yeah, it's good during that period of time, but later on, you know, the hangover and, and the stuff that we do when we're drunk or on whatever is just not, it's, you know, it's not worth it. So I found my new identity in, in the weights and, um, I, I went a hundred percent in and put all my focus in on that building my body. Um, I actually competed, but you can't be drinking and, and do a bodybuilding competition. It just doesn't work. Um, and, uh, you know, real, that, that was such an amazing opportunity for me to, to go on that journey and, and, you know, figuring out that part of myself. But once again, you know, that's one of those things that is temporary. And so, um, unfortunately I couldn't, I, I've been, have had a lot of injuries lately. And, uh, so I've had to, uh, explore other options, but yeah, that's, that's cool. That's really exciting. I'll have to, um, maybe ask you for some pictures so we can check them out. I'd love to see some of your competition photos. That's, that's really cool. That's inspiring. Um, I, I know that in our pre-questions that we do for the interview, you talk a lot about leadership. So what advice or what can you tell us that you've learned with regards to leadership? Leadership, man, it, it, it's, I think that's, you don't ever like get it. You know what I mean? It's, it's a, a constant learning process and in multiple different levels. Um, but I think leadership starts with leading yourself and 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 actually following through with what you promise yourself if you can't you know say you know a lot of times um for example today nowadays everyone's uh really getting into fitness again because that's one of the things that's going to fight this covid um and and uh if we can't follow through with those promises we make ourselves how can we follow through with those promises that we make other people and so leadership is, is like a, how would I say this? It, it's like a, um, a constant building block or, or a, a foundation or a building. It's constantly improving. It's constantly growing. It's constantly, you constantly have to learn or, or if you're not willing to learn or make failures, you know, it's a, um, it's, we all know those leaders that never, you know what I mean? That are never wrong. Right. Yeah. And so they're, they're the guys that have the title. They don't, they don't actually, um, lead. Yeah, absolutely. What organizations are you a part of now, Josh? Oh, I'm sorry. What organizations are you a part of now? So I'm, I'm with uh, sheepdog impact assistance. It's a nonprofit and that's composed veterans, first responders, um, and their families. And what's great about what, what's great about them is they're, they're an organization that helps, uh, veterans, first responders dealing with, you know, just life in general by providing opportunities for them to go out and, and go on a fishing trip or go on a camping trip or, or, you know, shoot paintball I just saw a couple of guys, they went on a four-wheeling or side-by-side trip out in the desert. It looked totally awesome. <laughs> but, uh, you know, um, somebody told me, um, you know, Matt, like we're, we're a cup, right? 
and life is the water filling it up and eventually and there's not enough there's no room left and we would start overflowing and that's kind of where you know we might have our uh uh what do you call it uh, uh you know a problem or a situation or depression you know a downtime right and that's what the cup being overflowed well we just give those guys opportunities to come and join us and, and empty that cup out a little bit because you know let's just be honest um veterans have a lot of um what would you uh things available to them dealing with depression ptsd or or anything like mental health through the va and and law enforcement uh emt i'm, I'm not so sure that they do um, a lot of the guys i talk to it, it, it's not really a a nowadays it's becoming very important but um you know they don't have the the groups or things like that like we're we're slowly building that right and so through with you guys and and uh sheepdog maybe we can make a difference yeah absolutely i'm not sure uh the facebook user that said hey josh mckay good to see you your your comments aren't enabled so i'm not sure who that is but they also said this is so this is so cool, Josh. Appreciate what you do. It was a blast. I wish you were there. So, yeah, it's, it sounds like I'm gonna have to go check out those pictures of that oh, too. I know. Okay. Yeah, we'll see who that is. <laughs> so, who is eligible to be able to work with you guys? So, um, there's a some, there's a portion on, on the website that you can sign up and join. You you don't have to be a veteran or or you know. You can be someone that just wants to volunteer. And so we have opportunities for them to go on and join that way. Um, if you want to be involved, like uh, as a veteran or, or a LEO or EMT, those guys, just go on and, and on Facebook or on our website and find a local chapter and reach out to those guys. Perfect. Um before we end this interview, I have a challenge question for you. What is okay. one thing that I have not asked you yet that maybe you'd want to share with us? Okay. Yeah. So this is kind of funny. Um, not long after I got out, I was, uh, a buddy of mine came into town and he has a ton of gear, extra gear, um, and he was trying to sell. And this dude reached out to him all through Facebook and said, Hey, I'm, I'm doing this movie and we're, we're needing, uh, some flak jackets, some helmets and, and whatever, you know, see what you got comes by, talks to my buddy. And, my, and he's like, Hey, you look just like the kind of guy that we need. You got any friends. And next thing I know, I'm, I'm on set of that movie, Max. Have you ever seen that? With the, I've heard of, the, I haven't the, seen it, but I've heard of the it. Marine and the, the canine. He's a canine handler, goes to Afghanistan, which was crazy. I, I, so I spent a week on a movie set. And so now you can, if you go and watch it, it's a Disney film. So it's like rated G. Um, you know, it's one of those uh, those things. But it, it's pretty cool that, you know, I got to have that experience. And, and um, you know, it's it's wild to interact with the like those the actors. You know what I mean? <laughs> It, it was definitely some it, what you don't expect like a place like that or a situation like that is those guys are working 17 hours a day 
it's insane. It, but a lot of it's like film for five minutes, then sitting in the AC tent, eating uh, pineapples and drinking uh, sweet tea. You know, it's just, uh, it was a wild and pretty cool experience. But I got to do that with my brothers and, 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 and um, you know, sister as far as on that movie. That is cool. I was not expecting an answer like that at all. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. Josh, if somebody wants to get a hold of you or learn more about the organization that you're a part of with Sheepdogs, how can how can they contact you? Just uh, through Facebook uh, Messenger or uh, anywhere. I mean, I'm on Instagram. I just started TikTok last week, <laughs> which is pretty funny. And, and I'm having a little bit of fun with that. So, you know, just any social media platforms, I'm on pretty much all of them. Cool. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us and for sharing time with me this morning. And um, yeah, I look forward to talking with you more and getting to know you more. So thank you. Thank you.